Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron, and I have no middle name. Uh, I am Jeff, no middle name Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron, and I... no. (laughs) Am a broken robot... (laughs) Yes, and I have nothing else to add. <laughs> ah. Yes, oh, and good. related to that a dead improv. end. <laughs> uh, I can paint myself in this corner and get out, I'm sure of it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just summed up your entire comedy philosophy, I think, Louisa. I yeah, you've got to really start painting as hard as you can, this, and then maybe you'll get out. Sometimes this, you do. The thing is, the funniest jokes always arise out of putting yourself in, like, a terrible scenario and having to come up with the best punchline on the fly, but mm-hmm. that only happens one out of every ten times, and the other ten times are just bad. Yeah. Is, is this what going hard in the paint means when you don't play sports? It can't possibly yes. mean that. <laughs> no, I agree with you, Jeff. You're, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> You're right on this one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yep. you so much. <laughs> Uh, I do think that the strength of our podcast is that literally no matter what what dumb shit one of us says, <laughs> one of the other two will agree and the other one will disagree every time, 100% of the time. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I was thinking about this week, like, um, I was remembering a time when during, when the, in the Facebook group for my brother, my brother and me, people started playing uh, Fuck, Mary Kill with the three brothers mm-hmm. uh, and how, like... Uh, terrible that was and how they really didn't like it and I thought yeah. that I was thinking about that but then I was thinking I wonder if anyone has ever done that about us but I wonder <laughs> I if I also think that it might be the case that the three of us are the only three people on earth for which there is a correct answer <laughs> that all of us would agree to a hundred percent I don't want to think about it. No, we I can't know. talk about no, it. No, we. I don't. I'm not saying we have to say what that answer is, but I bet you all three of us right now are thinking the same thing. And like, yep, yeah, yes, that's right. Kill is a is a coin toss. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. We no. can't. We can't answer it though, Jeff. That's the thing. Okay. This is like lost Carcosa knowledge. I feel like the more I think about it, the more insane I'll go because I can't ever say anything about it. That's too terrible. I know. It's great. I Listen, Louisa, the thing is, you have to recognize the tragedy that this was in my head already. (laughs) I had to get it out. Uh, Now you've cursed us all with this knowledge that's too powerful. Have have they done a version of The Ring that's a podcast? Because if not, we're doing it right now. I think that was probably a plotline on Tannis, right? Tannis? Or the Black Tapes, one of those. What the hell is any of that? Uh, I have heard of the Black Tapes. It's these fiction podcasts that are basically like, what if uh, NPR was about ghost hauntings? Oh, so, like uh, Nightmare? Yeah. Uh, no, Nightmare's a comedy thing. These are like uh, dramatic. Nightmare is meant to be set in a world where the people making it are like radio people, though, right? I think yes, so. Yes, it's it's, okay. it's like a local NPR radio station in a town where like uh, it's Lovecraft- Lake Wobegon, but Halloween times, right? Like Lovecraftian <laughs> level, like reality shifts keep happening. Okay. Um, it's it's pretty good. I listened to it for a while. It gets very boring because they they just kind of do the same things over and over. But uh, mm-hmm. it's worth listening to a few episodes because it's a it's a clever idea to just have it be like this incredibly boring normal man trying to report on the events of a town where everything is Halloween. Hmm. She's a very good fan art of like floating ghost cats and stuff. Yeah, that cat is awesome. That cat is a major plot point in the first, like, season of it or whatever. I listened to the first seven episodes of that one, and then I was like, I'm done with this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They had a very good story arc where the leader of the Girl Scout troop hunted down and killed Satan that I thought was pretty good. (laughs) That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? Uh, okay. This week is a, a tale of two television shows that I've watched this week. Okay. Uh, the first one, which we don't have to get into deeply because we've talked about it a few times before, but I just finished the second season of the new Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is 
incredible. It is so much better than the first season. There's an ep- the second to last episode in the second season is maybe my favorite episode of the Twilight Zone era. Hmm. Um, hmm. It's it's incredibly good. Uh, it is. I don't want to give anything away because I think everyone should watch it. Uh, it stars Topher Grace, and uh, it is called Try Try, and it's this great sort of small, uh, light sci-fi story, like a romantic comedy-style story, uh, that gets weirder and weirder as it goes on. But what's great about it is, on the surface level, it's a commentary on, like, romantic comedies, and then a layer below that, it's a commentary on, like, gender dynamics in relationships, and then a layer below that, it's power dynamics within society, and then a layer below that, it's about gender identity in society, and no matter which of those lenses you're looking at it through, it works perfectly as a metaphor, and it's incredible. <laughs> like, watching it, I was like, this is fun, and then afterwards thinking about it, it was like this flower that kept blooming into a bigger metaphor every time I thought about it. It was <laughs> it was wild. And then one layer like below it. that, he uh, secretly has a monster face or something. Uh, I mean, it's not secret. Uh, the whole Topher episode- Grace does have really weird pointy <laughs> teeth, I've noticed. <laughs> The, no, you're thinking Venom. about when he played Venom. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember he's always covered in black slime? Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah exactly. Uh, the whole episode does take place in a, uh, like, a African masks museum exi- exhibit. Mm, that's very much so. like a classic Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's so good. Um, I feel like so. Jordan Peele is really good at telling stories that way. Um uh, our friend group watched Gremlins, and I shared in our Discord the uh, clip from yes. Key and Peele that is a sketch about the making of Gremlins 2, which I think is very funny. Jordan yeah. Peele, I, I'm pretty sure he wrote that uh, sketch because he's the star of it, but he is very good at making you look at something you're already familiar with in a different way to make you feel differently about it. Yes. He's great with that with horror, and in this sketch, he makes you realize how completely insane every decision about the making of the movie Gremlins 2 is, just by presenting it to you. Yes, and and this episode has a very similar energy, where mm-hmm. it is presenting what is typically a comedy premise and making you realize, like, oh, this is this has always been horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's very it, good. It, it's really, really good. Wait, so. it's all horror? And then you're behind me pointing a gun at me <laughs> saying, oh, it's has been. Yeah, Jeff, can you explain this meme to me? Can we do a mini Jeff, Jeff Kowalski meme explainer? In the I love this meme. Yes. Okay, alright, so there's these two astronauts in space. Initially, they were like MS Paint astronauts, and then mm-hmm. someone made them photographic, uh, and the photograph one is much better. Uh, and they're looking at planet Earth, uh, and okay. all of the landmass on Earth is just the state of Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, and the one who's looking at Earth says, wait, it's all Ohio? And he doesn't see his companion behind him is pointing a gun at him, has an armband with the Ohio flag on it, and says, always has been, uh, ominous. So this this meme is only for use in Ohio? Yeah, it's an Ohio Pride meme. <laughs> cool. I love, I mentioned this on social media, but I love that storytelling can be done in so few words. Like, I love when you find new examples of that, and you're like, I fully get this image just from this. This mm. always has been. It's the end of a movie where the bad guy's betraying you. Like, <laughs> you get it from those three words yep. and the shape of the relation between the figures. Ugh. Yeah, I'm just Hemingway eat my entire butt. You got nothing on this. <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed, this is going to sound sarcastic, but I mean it sincerely, uh, we had a huge argument in our friends' discord about whether or not memes need to have context to have meaning, uh, and we did not reach a definitive answer. I think there were good points made on both sides, but like... That discussion made me feel very strongly about memes. I'm not going to say what side I was on, but, like, it it is interesting to actually examine, like, how much do you need to know going into a meme mm-hmm. to know that it is a meme? Because I'm- I think I think we'd all agree, if you just lined up a bunch of pictures with captions on them, and one of them was a meme and the other ones weren't, and you didn't know anything else about it, I don't think that most people, I don't think anyone would be able to say, that one is the meme. <clears throat> I think it's fine once things get away from their center far enough to just be like, this is a picture, and I will interpret it how I choose, and that can I can make a good meme with that. Yeah. But if it's from 
a context, like a TV show or a movie, the picture, uh, and you're talking to people who know about the thing, it's really going to be very hard to extrapolate from that so that yes. people don't think about the original source. That's true. Yeah, it's, um, I guess it's why the things that, like, meme out are usually, like, either it's very obvious what's going on in the screenshot, or <laughs> it's a screenshot from something everyone has seen, like a Star War or a Batman. Yes. I do think a lot of memes also fill a niche in communication for a commonly used Ex- like feeling yes. that that didn't previously have an easy way to explain it. Like I, one of the things I like about the astronaut meme is the fact that it succinctly represents the idea of discovering forbidden knowledge and then being punished for it. <laughs> <laughs> that is very good. It's its own little Twilight Zone episode. It is. <laughs> Like, write a Twilight Zone episode in four words, and this meme is that thing. (laughs) Oh, it's very good. Yes, no, I totally agree. And, like, the one with uh, people latched onto and understood immediately, the stock photo of the uh, man and woman walking on the street, and the man is looking at another more attractive woman, and his girlfriend is mad. And, like, it's so easy to just... (laughs) to uh, have that be the shorthand for the concept that you should be paying attention to something, but instead you want to pay attention to something else. Yes, it's perfect. And here's a question that just popped into my head that is terrifying. How soon do you think memes will be a structurally complete language? Yeah, I'm already Uh, seeing that a bit. I mean, we already, like, we had that Star Trek episode, like, 25 years ago about the culture that only communicated through memes. No, no. I mean, it it is certainly related, but that culture specifically only communicated through anecdotes. Memes are different, slightly, in that... (laughs) It's sort of more like kanji, where it's like, here's a picture that represents a feeling (laughs) or a concept, and it doesn't need anything else. Just this picture tells that whole sentence of a story. Well, that's that's part of the usefulness of um, emojis, and now further than that, GIFs, uh, Mm -hmm. is that you, like, that... You don't have to say it. You can just show people what you are, what you're thinking in in an image. <laughs> you see that even more. I feel like when they um, uh, social media like Mastodon, where people can make their own custom emojis. Mm. So, for instance, you might be like, "Oh no, I dropped my sandwich." You might say that, <laughs> and then someone might respond <laughs> to you with the little pink blob figure with its arms up and a frowny face, which we all know is from that comic that says, "Oh no." But you're just oh, yeah. seeing the picture. Like, I know it's hard if I'm saying it. If you saw no, it, you'd know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. But- I do not know what you're talking about, but that's fine. <laughs> but the fact that that can be a shorthand for the uh, emotion you're trying to uh, convey, it's already Sim- happening. Similarly, I like how androids now allow you to combine two face emojis. Jeff does this to us all the time. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but I do like when somebody says something sad and you want to, like, react extra hard to make them realize how silly they're being. You can mm-hmm. respond with a frowny face, but it's also a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's you're dead now. You're frowny sad face dead ghost now. was the one I was thinking of exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I, very good. when I type an emoji, my keyboard is just like, hey, do you want this giant image that's that emoji on a different head? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is very good. Yeah. Crying but- clown, another good one. <laughs> if you want to be mean to somebody. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that one is also excellent. I um, really enjoy the memification of clowns. Like, yes, uh, clown but- is the perfect insult in a world where we are finally realizing how terrible we've been to underprivileged people for- throughout all of time. Clowns have had it too good for too long, <laughs> yeah. and now we can finally just be like, "Hey, if you're an asshole, actually, you're just a clown." Yeah, yeah. clowns—they're the whitest of people, and so they have the most yes. privilege. And it's always punching up to make fun of a clown. It's true. <laughs> Ah, stupid. Um, Dumb joke. (laughs) No, it's fantastic. I like, uh, my favorite one is a really harsh comeback to somebody. I'm sure you've seen the Mario handing someone a crown saying, you drop this. Uh, 
someone has done that, but with clown shoes instead of a crown. <laughs> yes, I've seen that many times. It's a good one. It's very good. Uh, speaking um, of memes, there's a really good set of how to put on clown makeup that just shows a man yes. oh, yes, putting on a wig and then too. the makeup. And yes. then you can add into the side words for each step of the process for how someone comes up with a really terrible conclusion. Yep. yep. Oh, um, great. The thing is, when are memes going to gain articles? <clears throat> like, are is there a way to combine, like, is there a way to say, and this, this meme, and this meme, or like, this, then this, or this is this in memes? Hmm. That's tricky. Context, I guess, but it's tough. But there's yeah. also, like, meme combos. Yes, true. Like, yeah. Com- like the astronaut one I've seen with uh, David Byrne saying, this is not my beautiful house, <laughs> same as it ever was, instead of yeah. Like, yeah. I I just saw this morning the, the two idiots in Missouri or whatever who were defending their house with guns they didn't know how to use, <laughs> uh, but their the guns had been replaced with guitars and it said, now here's some Wonderwall. <laughs> That is a great combo meme right there. (laughs) I do love a combo meme. Yep. Except if Uh, I don't know one of the contexts, and then I hate it because it's excluding me. Yes, that's true. (laughs) That happens so much when I remember that I have Mastodon and should go on it. Yep. I'll see a meme and be like, this person's talking about... (laughs) And then you shut Mastodon. (laughs) The whole Mastodon, like, biome (laughs) is extremely, like... I, it reminds me of the Futurama quote that Louisa uses on me all the time about um, uh, my powerful robot brain can get tired of things much faster than your human brain. <laughs> like, I feel like Mastodon creates and gets bored of memes at a rate that I cannot keep up with. Yes, that is very true, and it's, I suppose it's only exciting if you are seeing every step of the process, but if you miss yeah. the beginning, you're stuck. It is right. It is like a hyper fast meme economy where one hour they won't be talking about the same thing as the next hour. Yeah, which yeah. is, I mean, it's cool. And I feel like if you are a young person with free time on your hands, that sounds fun. <laughs> as an adult who has no free time, I dip in every once in a while, read two or three messages, and I'm like, I don't understand any of these. Okay, I'm back out. <laughs> well, see, I'm younger than you and have a lot of free time, and I'm busy using that time to drive myself fully insane by looking at different websites. Mm-hmm. So that's well, the reason the why thing, I Jeff. can't keep up with it. Here's the thing, Jeff. <laughs> you are younger than me, but you are still not a young person, unfortunately. Yeah, that's you have, fair. You've graduated out of that classification. Mm, um, I'm older, and I have so much free time, and I uh, know all about memes, so there yeah. you go. <laughs> so maybe it's a bell curve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old people are the most in touch with the latest memes. We don't even know about them. They, they have the most capacity to be, that's for damn sure. They just yeah. don't do it, the lazy bastards. Look at that Skyrim grandma. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, the other show that I watched uh, is I found that on Amazon, they have almost mm-hmm. all of the old episodes of the Match Game for free on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. And guys, old episodes of the Match Game are great. <laughs> Are they? I get so frustrated when the contestant is an idiot. Yes, or when the panelists are idiots, but it's very (laughs) funny. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of times when I'm, like, legitimately furiously screaming at the television, because, like, some of the clues are rhyming limericks, and your answer needs to rhyme, and then they just say something that doesn't rhyme, and you're like, what are you doing? Also, I just watched an episode where there was a woman, and every single time she answered, make love. (laughs) (laughs) Even when it didn't make sense in the blank, and of course she lost, because what are you doing? So that sounds like somebody who's watched the show and doesn't realize that they don't get the show. (laughs) Yeah, it's somebody who's like, Mm, Charles Nelson Riley, I get your whole deal. You like to talk about sex. But yep. it's not that. He's much more complex, and he is the best one on that oh, show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, alternate possibility, she was just very horny because it was the 70s and no one was allowed to have sex. Yeah, man, this is a <laughs> horny-ass show. I mean, like, <laughs> that thing you said was a crazy joke, but... Uh, <laughs> 
But the match game is maybe the horniest show that's ever been on television. Yes. Like all of the panelists want to fuck each other. The the contestants want to fuck the panelists. No one has ever wanted to fuck um what's his face the Gene Rayburn because he's he's a crazy looking man. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every everybody else on that show wants to fuck all the time. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I'm an so- amazing show. If you have never watched the match game, do not watch the one that's out on now with uh, what's his face, Alec Baldwin. Uh, no. Oh yeah, and that's terrible. I've seen that one. I have not seen it. I will not see it. It is not worth it. What is so charming about the old match game is how bad it is. <laughs> like the shag carpet stage, the crazy <laughs> outfits, the fact that people smoke on. stage on stage while they are doing the show. And drink. They are all, like, five drinks in at least and they have drinks on their little desk. Oh, man. I watched an episode the other day where the contestant was so high, so (laughs) mega, like, chiefing a weed between episodes, between commercial breaks, like, fucking outer space high. She was so high she couldn't clap. (laughs) She was trying to clap and couldn't get her hands to line up. Yeah, they hotbox the studio before every shooting. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That might be true. Um, Also, as you watch the the show, uh, Gene Brett Summers gets more and more like doing pills. I think maybe to the point where she doesn't really know what's going on on the show anymore, and that's a little sad. She's so great, though. The thing about it is very good on the show because she's so sassy. Go on. Like Matt says, everything seems about to fall apart at all times on that show. But the wordplay and, like, the innuendo is so witty sometimes you don't even get it at first. And you're like, oh, man, that was really clever. Like, I don't care Mm -hmm. if that was written ahead of time. That was an amazing line. Yes. Absolutely agree. Would you guys like to know what Match Game is called in other countries? Is it funny? Uh, Yeah. In the UK and Australia, it's called Blankety Blank. Yes, that's a much better name for the the show. And in the (laughs) Arab League, it's called Game Match. That's n- that's nothing. No, it's not. Uh, Germany calls it Schnickschnack. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. Yep. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. That's good. Okay. <laughs> that's um, good. Yeah, Schnickschnack is is was worth the diversion for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but match game is exactly what you always want Quiplash to be, mm-hmm. or like mm. um, to a much lesser extent, Cards Against Humanity, where like. I think that our group of friends is is a very funny group of people, and so I always find our games of Quiplash to be good, mm-hmm. but whenever I've played Quiplash with other people, there are always a few people who don't totally get it. Yeah. Like, don't- who, like, ju- try to genuinely answer the questions. <laughs> This is something I've always thought, I've mentioned it before, and it's probably extremely stuck up of me and conceited, but I think a lot of people actually do not have a sense of humor. Yeah, Yeah, I think that what's weird is the phrase a sense of humor, I think people have come to think that it means the ability to recognize a joke. Right. As opposed to the ability to make a joke. Yes. And those are two very different things. Like, you can find things funny and still not really get what makes it funny. Yes, exactly. Like, Match Game. Like, people who will watch it, like this woman maybe, (laughs) who are like, yeah, this is hilarious. And then they go on and they're like, yeah, because everything's about sex. No, you didn't get it right. (laughs) You did not. You missed the point. (laughs) When people say a joke isn't funny when you explain it, all you can uh, deduce about them from that is that they don't know why anything they think is funny is funny. <laughs> yes. Like, That's true. Some jokes are much funnier when you explain them. <laughs> yeah, true. and then like there's all the inherent- memes. All yeah, memes exactly. are funnier when you- when Jeff explains them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, there's the inherent humor of explaining a joke that is itself a joke. Yes. It's true, although, Jeff, I do think that you find the long-winded explanation format of joke funnier than anyone else on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> Uh, but, like, uh, I've had a lot of coworkers who are perfectly nice, and you can have conversations with them, fine, no problem. But they think things like that uh, commercial with the camel that went around the office saying hump day oh, is yes. fucking hilarious. Yeah. And they'll keep bringing it up. They love it. <laughs> and listen, I don't want to sound like I'm stuck up. I found a lot of dumb jokes funny. Like, dumb things can be funny. And, like, I didn't personally like those commercials, but at least there was 
a joke there the first time? Yeah. Like, those, is it also Geico? There's some commercial that's like, these things are as unexpected as these other things. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think that was Geico. Um, and, like, some of those have made me laugh. Some of them are not funny, but some of them are, like, you remember the, that commercial a while ago about um, how much, was it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? It was some basketball player loves denying people, uh, like, throwing things into baskets, and it just showed him, like, a kid at the grocery store trying to put something in their shopping cart and him <laughs> swatting it away. Yes, that was good. so funny. And I think that was also Geico. And, like, that is a dumb joke that's still funny somehow. And yes. I even I don't know that I can explain the difference between why that's funny and the camel in the oh, office isn't. Okay, go. Uh, the camel in the office, the joke of it is supposed to be that everyone's annoyed by the camel. But people think the joke of it is, it's funny that a camel is saying hump day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, like, if you watch the commercial, everyone's like, oh, God, this guy again. He's doing his camel hump joke. We get it, <laughs> Gary the camel. Yeah. You're but, right. The commercial is funnier than what people think of it and talk about it to this day. Well, yeah. it's it's exactly the problem that arose around Michael Scott, right? Mm-hmm. Where yep. Michael Scott is unambiguously the villain of The Office. <laughs> And uh, yes. Dwight. What about Dwight? No, Dwight is the hero of the office. <laughs> uh oh. Now we're going <laughs> to Yeah, let's. <laughs> we need to dig into this. <laughs> Dwight I mean, is sincere, though. We've all agreed that Jim is, like, is not as good as you originally think when you watch The Office, right? I mean, yeah, I Jim's like, like the trickster, where he's funny at first, but then you're like, oh, he's also kind of an like, asshole. Like, being around this person in real life, not watching them on a show, would be miserable, because they're the kind of person who's like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we pulled this prank? And it's like, Jim, I need to get work done. I'm yeah. working right yeah. now. There's um, a, the reason I don't like The Office is because the source of humor around Michael Scott is that everything he says is terrible and you're supposed to get it's supposed to be funny how uncomfortable everyone is and mm-hmm. the source of humor around Jim is that he's an incel who's constantly torturing his uh, office mates <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean incel is a little harsh Okay, uh, he has unrequited love for an engaged woman and we're supposed to be on his side when he tries to steal her away. (laughs) Have you ever watched The Office? (laughs) I've seen episodes of the later seasons and I watched some of the early episodes. I think Jeff does have a good point, because for the show, it's a slow burn and you get to see all the characters and what they're all thinking. But in real life, that is fucking creep behavior, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. And I think that, like, when I say that Jim is a bad guy on The Office, that is certainly part of it. Um, I do also think that, on paper, it sounds a lot worse than it is presented in the show. Right. Uh, where, That's the, like, the issue with TV shows, I think, though. Well, no, I mean, like, there's a difference between if he was if he showed up and he's like, I love Pam, and, and Roy doesn't deserve her, so I'm going to figure out how to take her away from him. As opposed to, like, in the show, you see him aware that it's bad that he feels this way, struggling with trying to stop feeling that way, dating other people. Like, he is... He is not as bad as you are making him sound. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, this but is our defense of the office. <laughs> but he is terrible. And yeah. Dwight Dwight is like <laughs> the kind of person you wouldn't want to work in an office with, but he's trustworthy. Yeah. You know, he's like reliable. I think that he would be a good friend if you were friends with him. You know what I think though? I think the opposite. I don't think I would want to be friends with him because he's very overbearing, but he is very good at his job, and I feel like I could politely kind of ignore him every day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, other than Jim, everyone else, I think you get the subtle impression that they just don't care about Dwight. <laughs> They're just like, uh-huh, we're glad that Jim is taking him his focus away from us, and that's <laughs> yeah. all that matters. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Michael Scott is the villain of The Office, and <laughs> people somehow think that he is, like, the one to quote and think is funny when he's the absolute bad guy. Same with Anchorman. I really liked Anchorman, that mm-hmm. movie, but that movie is about how terrible a man Ron Burgundy is, mm-hmm. and somehow people missed that whole point. I'm not yep. sure the movie uh, understands that point. No, it definitely <laughs> does. 
I think I think the uh, the first draft of that script I think was much more clear clear eyed about how terrible Ron Burgundy is, mm-hmm. uh, and then it went through some revisions to make that a little more ambiguous. But by the end of the movie, if you are a if you are a person who has interacted with people like that, you realize like this is a man who has no depth to him. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I think Will Ferrell really likes playing characters like that. He is happy to make himself the buffoon. Yes. Which is why I think those work as comedy. Because sometimes you see actors who are not quite willing, they'll play a buffoon, but they still want the audience to be on their side, and you can right. tell, and that makes it bad. But I ben think Will Ferrell in. goes for it. Yes, Ben Stiller. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, but the, the the thing is, the problem is that Will Ferrell is also incredibly charming. And so <laughs> even when he is playing the buffoon, like, what was that uh, NASCAR one he did? Oh, Ricky yeah. Bobby. Ricky Bobby, yeah. Ricky Bobby, like, he is a hateful man. <laughs> Everything <laughs> about him is terrible. Nights, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the second one, or, like, the 1.5 was called Ricky Bobby or something? It was, no, it's Talladega Nights, The Legend of Ricky Bobby is the full title of the film. Um, <sighs> Wasn't there anyway, a cutting room floor, like, extra this movie? Is like, so there not was important. Frank Ramirez? This is not important! <laughs> <laughs> My point is, nothing in that movie makes him redeemable as a character at all, or even tries to, and yet when you watch it, you're like, I do like him, though. <laughs> Because Will Ferrell is just so fucking charming. Yeah, see, he he hasn't worked on me. Uh, I I know I brought up Ben Stiller as someone who does it worse, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely like Will Ferrell less. Mm-hmm. I feel the way I was talking about doing it wrong about Adam Sandler because he'll do things like make a movie with his friends, like Grown Ups, but like he also can't be the biggest buffoon. He has to make sure his friends are worse than he is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin his James. friend Kevin James. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, no thanks. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't think I ever enjoyed an Adam Sandler movie. I'm, no, I'm examining that statement now. I don't think I've ever enjoyed an Adam Sandler movie. I Not certainly end. haven't. Jeff does, and we always disagree. Not even the, the like, the duo, Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison? Oh, no. absolutely not. No. Those are maybe my least favorite of his movies. Mm. Uh, what about the, the later, surprisingly emotional movie, Click? <laughs> sure. I've never seen Click. <laughs> no. Maybe I would love Click, but I'm gonna bet I wouldn't. Click is not as funny, but it also is extremely emotionally manipulative and makes you cry at the end. <laughs> Here's the thing. Talk about a car- uh, a movie where you're supposed to like the main character for reasons that are unexplainable, like you were saying about Jim. Like, we're supposed to like, um, <clears throat> what you just said it. What was his name? Billy Madison. <clears throat> we're supposed to like Billy Madison? He's awful! And, like, all of the <laughs> jokes are about how awful he is! Why would I want this person to succeed? Oh, but when that kid pees his pants, he helps him by pretending he peed his pants also, and that all the cool kids are that, doing it. That's the least helpful thing he could have done in that scenario, actually. <laughs> but it worked! It's not helping anyone. It didn't help anyone. In fact, think about how terrible that teacher's life is now. <laughs> no, she gets to date that horrible man-child. <laughs> And she has to deal with pee pants from every student every day. <laughs> oh, oh, this is the real Twilight Zone. Yes. Anyway, the fact Adam that we Sandler's spent half an hour talking about nothing. <laughs> Match game is great. Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, I'll just say something I did real quick. Um, I have already talked about last week. I finished watching the Japanese show Midnight Diner, which has a lot of food on it. And some of our friends have been watching that now. So uh, I got inspired and I made a uh, tamagoyaki omelet this morning. Okay. And it came out okay. <laughs> and there's a photo for you guys to see. But uh, it was really nice to just try a new cooking technique. I always enjoy that, especially if it's something simple. And now- it's just... This is the eggs that you roll up and then slice like sushi? Yes. Okay. Have you ever done Oma rice? I keep on thinking that it looks good, but I don't know that I would like it. I have not. I don't know if I would like it either. That's usually served with a lot of ketchup, right? I'm yeah, not I don't super do into that. 
I don't do ketchup with eggs, and you like mix ketchup with the rice for omu rice. Oh, yeah. really? Ew. Yeah. I I <laughs> ketchup only belongs on hot dogs. Do we all agree on this? Maybe mm, French fries. Yeah, I, I like it with French fries sometimes. I dip fries in it. I don't put it on hot dogs. Really? Yeah, do I don't like it on hot dogs because it's sweet. Do you guys do mustard on hot dogs? Absolutely. I usually prefer relish uh, or like those those uh, goopy onions from a hot dog stand or Listen, like a chili dog. The, yeah. the S tier topping on a hot dog, from my point of view, is barbecue sauce. But I'll oh, take yeah. mm-hmm. I'll take a ketchup. Barbecue it, sauce is just good ketchup. It's just if ketchup yes. was good. Yes. <laughs> if you if you had ketchup and then you were like, I want this to taste like something, then that's yeah. barbecue sauce. I was just gonna bring up how I also <laughs> always prefer to dip fries in barbecue sauce if it's available, but I'll settle yes. for ketchup. Mm. Yep. I like it with mayonnaise fries, but not uh, not on a hot dog. No. How come barbecue sauce isn't um isn't the more common condiment? Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like that's better than ketchup. Too spicy for whites. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it, but I think <laughs> I think it's been... really hard to change the perceptions of what's supposed to be there. And yeah. Okay, I know you guys are going to shoot this down immediately, and rightfully so. But we've been looking for shirt monet- uh, merchandising opportunities, <laughs> and too spicy for whites might be a great shirt. <laughs> No, oh, that's going to raise a lot of questions that are not answered by the shirt. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, that is a shirt where you have to upload your photo ID to prove that you're not white before you buy it. <laughs> I think the Discord is going to side with me on this one and at, demand that we make a Too Spicy for Whites shirt. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> Uh, but I did a little kitchen MacGyvering because you need a rectangular shaped pan to make this omelet because what you do is you put a thin layer of egg in the bottom. Then as it cooks, you roll it up to one side. You put in more egg. You roll it the opposite way. So eventually you're just building up these thin layers of egg. Um, but it's supposed to be a rectangular pan so that it makes a nice, neat roll. And I don't have one. So I used a loaf pan, a nonstick loaf pan, like you'd make bread in or like a zucchini mm, bread. Yeah. And it worked pretty good. Uh, I, like you, I like how you said, you know, bread or zucchini bread. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Make the thing pan. is, I was <laughs> like, or I'm going to mention a loaf cake. And then I'm like, fuck, they're called bread, though. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Cake. Pound Meat cake loaf. is a loaf. Yes, that's true. Pound cake. Said pound cake, but zucchini. Oh, I didn't think of it in time. I was Listen, already painting. Louisa, <laughs> what was I gonna do? Not, this is not a criticism. I love that you said bread or zucchini <laughs> bread. That is a great thing that you said. There's two types of the breads. Yeah. There are. Uh, so the problem with that is the pan is very thin, and it just, I'm putting it right on top of the stove, so uh, my egg cooked unevenly, but oh, I think yes. I can correct that in the future. And I really like the technique of trying to roll it with chopsticks, that was pretty good. I had that in a restaurant once, not, <laughs> like, homemade, and it was very disgusting, and I never will eat it again because of that, but did I just get a bad one? Like, does it taste good? Was it very sweet? Yes. Okay. In sushi restaurants, it's often served incredibly sweet. Yes. And I don't think I would like that. I have not had it. But uh, this recipe had a little bit of marin, which is very sweet, but then soy sauce. And I actually, I found a recipe. I cut down the marin, added more soy sauce, and I did like that. So the fact that it was a little bit sweet was interesting and nice. I do like soy sauce and everything, so maybe I'll try it someday. Yes, yes, I recommend it, because it's cool to, like, build this thing. <laughs> you're rolling it one way, then the other way, like, you're gradually building it up, and it's turning into the correct little roll. It's very exciting. Yep. I do like anything that you roll up. That's why I like making cinnamon rolls. It's fun to make a log of dough. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep mine short. It was very fun, but that's all I have to say about it. Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, boy. Uh, not much. I'm going to talk about the big burrito that I ate yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about this burrito. Okay, so I have in my Google Maps saved a, um, like, whenever I see an Instagram ad for something that looks delicious, I'll go look it up on Google Maps and click save. Now whenever I open Google Maps, there's a bunch of little green flags on it indicating the places I've saved. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was like, I want to get 
out of the city and go somewhere less populated so I can sit outside without being near anyone. Uh, so I was like, I'm gonna go east to Long Island. Let's see where I can find that is a reasonable driving distance that has one of these green flags. And I chose Fat Boys Burrito Co. in Belmore, New York. Mm. Um, and I ordered... I, I had it... So there were two that I wanted, and I didn't order either of them for some reason. <laughs> I was either going to go for the Fat Daddy, which is honey sriracha country fried chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, fries, fat and fluffy rice, chip sticks, and Fat Boy's Fat Sauce. Oh my god, they really want you to know how fat you are. (laughs) Is this a spin-off of the Fat Sandwich? The famous North Jersey Fat Sandwich? Uh, it It does seem similar, but it's like, that's the only one that has a lot in common. Okay. Uh, the other one I was going to order is a more normal. The Fat BBQ, slow-cooked pulled pork carnitas, diced smoked bacon, bourbon BBQ <laughs> sauce, onion strings, fat and fluffy rice, cheese blend, jalapenos, <laughs> salsa fresca, and crema. Can and you- it's- huh. I'm sorry, can we deep dive a little bit on what fat and fluffy rice is? Uh, it's just it, rice, right? It just seemed to be yellow rice because I ordered the uh, the fish burrito, the fat fish, which was uh, beer battered cod fries, fat and fluffy rice, burrito slaw, whatever that is, uh, <laughs> tartar sauce, and then pickles and red onions. Burrito slaw sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I it had fries and rice and a tortilla wrap. That is too much for me of the yeah. carbs. Uh, the, the thing I got, it was like, it wasn't as long as a burrito usually is, and it was much wider than a burrito usually is. Was it fat and fluffy? <laughs> yeah, it was a fat and fluffy, it was a real chode of a burrito. Oh god. Um, it was- Burrito chode? Is that a no. burrito? No. Okay. Uh, it was like, almost cubic. Uh, it was the size of like a, a human head. Uh, and it was very, very good, and I felt so bad after eating it physically. <laughs> How was that beer batter? Uh, good. The fish was good. It tasted, you know, like, a fish taco fish. is something that sounds gross and ends up being good. Does it yeah. sound gross? What? Uh, I mean, I don't know that I think it fa- sounds gross, but yeah, I mean, a beer-battered fish in, like, a taco or a burrito is always good. I don't know I if think I've actually f- had that. I've only had grilled and, like, flaked fish, I think. Oh, I've done uh, surf taco. I always get the fried fish tacos. Hmm. I think the thing that I like about it is, in general, tacos are a black and white textural experience, which is fine, where it's crunchy outside and then sort of mushy inside. But the- <laughs> Mushy is about the worst way you can describe it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, but right. the fried fish adds that layer of, like, crisp. Which I guess yeah. you also get a little bit from lettuce, but I hate lettuce on tacos because I hate lettuce. Yeah. Um, so, like, it, it does the job of the, the lettuce and also tastes good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. I like crispy onion strings on sandwiches for the same reason. Yes, exactly. When I did, I made fish tacos earlier this week and I made my own beer batter and every time I make beer batter I always end up with like a half gallon of batter left over. <laughs> so I just chopped up an onion and threw it all in there <laughs> and then threw it and made like a thousand onion rings but god damn they were really good. <laughs> yeah. It does sound good. Uh, I, um... I then took my burrito to the neighboring town of Hempstead, New York, which Mm. I discovered, y'all, I have for- like, this- imagine what you think of as the suburbs, where it's Mm. sort of like, you know, big houses and a lot of open green space. This was like the suburbs, but Godzilla-sized. I went to this park, and it was just, like, enormous. It was, like, the biggest park I've ever seen, and there was nothing in it. It was just flat grass. Now, I know this isn't what you're saying, but I'm imagining a thing where all of the buildings were, like, uh, ten times size. No, no, they were literal, RC. You could knock them down like that. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, then you were Godzilla-sized. The suburb wasn't. Whoa. (laughs) Think uh, about that. Imagine this. The we Twilight Zone. Bu- we were both buck naked. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> hey, this hey was Jeff, all- Jeff, 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 what? Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode. Thanks, Jeff. What song? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was all right next to an inlet where people's, uh, houses, their backyards were just on the water with a boat. 
Oh yeah. no! So, so their their property's worth like five hundred thousand dollars, but it's a tiny little uh, house with uh, a chain link yard. Yeah, that is a uh, optimistic lowball. <laughs> these were these were probably million dollar homes based oh, on the God. fact that each of them had a private dock. I realize this makes me a bad person, but I do unironically love how like houses where their yard backs up onto a body of water are the most expensive houses, and yeah. will also be the ones that are destroyed by global warming first. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this town is like it doesn't let out right to the ocean. It lets out to a bunch of islands that definitely used to be above water like 200 years ago. Yep. Good job. We did it. But I uh, I think that the fact that people who are willing to spend a million dollars on a small house because it's on the water deserve to have their stuff washed away. Do yeah, we all move, agree on that? Move to middle America, you chodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you're really into the word chode today. <laughs> Uh, my brain cues up whatever word I most recently said that I know is also an insult, and just <laughs> uses that for the next insult, I say. I see. You have a variable for insult, and then what it, yeah. it buffers whatever the most recent input was, I get mm-hmm. it. I manipulated the RNG, so I would call those people chodes that time. <laughs> well, if you described your burrito as a clown, it wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> yeah, <so>. exactly. <laughs> I had to walk forward two squares while holding the B button just so that the <laughs> random number generator would spit out chode. Yep. Uh, stupid. Po- uh, wiki time for the yes. podcast that we do yeah, about Yeah, I'm glad you had a good burrito vacation we'll this week. skim over Thank the you. surface of this wiki like a rock skipping across a pond and be done in ten minutes. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we are going to absolutely only debate how you pronounce the name of the wiki uh, because it's <laughs> It's spelled FFXIclopedia, and it is the Final Fantasy XI encyclopedia. So is it Final Fantasy XI-clopedia? I think they meant to have it be Final Fantasy XI Cyclopedia, but they forgot to put all the letters in there. I or- think that... I think that they meant it to be Final Fantasy Zyclopedia, like the oh. X-I pronounced as letters. I was also thinking when I read it out just now that if you pronounced it F-F-X-Zyclopedia, that's fine. Yeah. Maybe that's it, yeah. I don't like any of it, though. Yeah, none of I this mean, is good. You could have no. just called it Final Fantasy XI Encyclopedia. That would have been isn't, fine. Isn't X-I pronounced key? I mean, yes, but not with the language that we're using the X and the I from. Yeah, we're F- getting, we're F- getting F- real deep here. Keyclopedia? Is that anything? Keyclopedia? <laughs> I don't I mean, like it. Let's stop talking about it. <laughs> probably closer to the original Greek pronunciation, right? Yeah. So the background's a bunch of sepia-toned, chibi fighters against some kind of map. Um, it's a pretty good drawing, but not so good that I'm sure it's professional. Could this be fan art? Yeah, I think it might be uh, based solely on, in the lower left, there's like a night girl with bangs, and she looks amateurish. Uh, <laughs> like, the rest of them look okay, but that one I'm like, mm, that face is not very good. Okay, so, welcome to FFX Cyclopedia, the free content of Final Fantasy XI Encyclopedia anyone can edit. Uh, for those of you new, please feel free to use our site as your one-stop complete information source for all Final Fantasy XI material. Uh, they strive to be a database, uh, you visit our community portal, etc. Um, so, this, this, I'm just gonna say real quick, this seems to be one that we've managed to avoid for a while, which they feel no impetus to tell you what this thing is that the encyclopedia is about. Yeah. It is about the MMORPG Final Fantasy XI. Is that still a going concern? No, it shut down five years ago. Um, There was like a big, uh, the people still playing it all got together in one city to like watch it shut down second lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to point out, this is a tangent, but I think it's important for me to say it so that I don't go insane. And you're going to hate me for this. <laughs> Has anyone made a fan game that is uh, Titus and Waka and all of Yuna and all the characters from Final Fantasy X snowboarding down a mountain called FFX Tricky? That's pre- That would be pretty, I like that. <laughs> you do? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, FFX Tricky would be actually an amazing game, because SSX Tricky is the best snowboarding game ever made, don't at me. 
Or you can at me if you want to tell me how great you think SSX Trick is. So they're all like surf... They're all like surf guys already, so this could be their winter vacation, I guess? They're going to be snowboard guys? It would actually make a lot of sense, and I'm shocked I haven't seen it before. (laughs) If you live in a beach episode, then you have to have the, like, mountain vacation episode be the getaway. Uh, so I've discovered, uh, the PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360 versions shut down, but it still seems to exist on the PC. Really? That's strange. I thought they shut it down because 14 is just a better version of 11. Uh, 14 was very much hated until they, like, basically redid all of it a few years later. Uh, so, I don't know, I guess it just has Yeah, but that's support. also true of 11. 11 was bad. I played a little bit of 11, and it's not good. <laughs> Well, none of them are good. They're MMORPGs. That's like the worst genre of game. 14 is not bad. 14 is pretty good, except that they keep on trying to get you to partner with strangers, which I'm absolutely never going to do. Um, guys, I'm the first person on the internet to make the FFX tricky chip. I'm good. You need to copyright it. Is that crazy? Make a bootleg t-shirt. <laughs> All I'm seeing is Final Fantasy X tips and tricks. That's it. No oh, one has nope. made this joke. Matt. Yes. Final Fantasy, uh, FFX Tricky is a Newgrounds.com game from 2006. I, why, I googled FFX Tricky and it didn't come up. You gotta put it in quotes, man. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, scrolling down further, I see that it is indeed still going, because they say, come celebrate 18 years of Final Fantasy XI this summer. Christ. Oh, damn it. Flash <sighs> player blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you can't play Flash games anymore because Flash is bad. And they have a huge amount of information for if you want to join in on the Midsummer Night's Bounty campaign, which starts this Friday. Wow, okay. I I would have bet money that this one was shut down, but alright. This is this is the one that takes place in the Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy Twelve land, right? Yeah, I mean most of the games after ten were I guess until fifteen were like incorporated that world. Because twelve is also set in that world. And 13... 13's its own weird uh, sci-fi gun world. Yes, but it does have those rabbit people. Hmm. Oh, people love those rabbit people. I still see them talking about them. God, yeah. it's the, definitely the horniest thing about Final Fantasy, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because they all have, like, armor, black armor that looks like chitin, but in the shape of a bikini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, like, are you bug people, maybe? Because it the, does look like bug people armor. The other game that takes place in uh, Ivalice is Vagrant Story, weirdly. I played that game. It was bad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I heard it was good. No. But now I've heard that it's bad, so. Yeah. Who can say? <laughs> There's good points on both sides. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I've definitely played every Final Fantasy game, and I'm, I would consider myself a fan, and yet I think most of the games are bad. Yeah, that's true about them is the thing. Um, yeah. I think, I can't think of a, I don't know if there's a Final Fantasy game that I've completed. Huh. I mean, the ones all that, 100 hours long. <laughs> the ones that had good stories are worth completing. Like, you know, uh, four, five, six... Those all had good, actual, like, I wanted to know what happened to the characters. Jeff doesn't like a story in a game, though, really. That's true. Yeah, I need some gameplay. I mean, a story's fine. Um, I very much buy into the somewhat crass thing the creator of Doom said, where the story in a game is like the story in a porno, where it has to be there, but you don't really care about it. <laughs> I mean, I disagree. Yes, that is a that is a certain, uh, I will, not to stereotype, but that is a certain extremely male point of view on both games and pornos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a random page. Temperance okay. Torque. Uh, it seems to be a uh, metal choker necklace that raises your chur, C-H-R, is that charisma? Charisma, yeah. Uh, uh, choker bow. At- I just want to say choker bow. <laughs> no, yeah, please. it raises your choker bow. <laughs> yes. uh, it also raises your axe skill and staff skill. Uh, you have to be level 73 in any job to wear it. Yep. I'm mad they show a little teeny tiny pixelated picture of it. Uh, I'm mad that it's not actually a torque, which has to be uh, woven uh, strings of metal rather than just one solid piece. Or one of the monkeys. Yeah, exactly. Is Peter uh, Torque in this game? One of those little Canadian hats. I will say this, Louisa, <laughs> you you could create a character and name them Peter Torque, and then they'd be in this game. 
<laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it could be a Final Fantasy name. <laughs> oh man! If someone, if one of our fans out there is plays a lot of MMOs and is always looking for a unique name to have for your character in different worlds, try Peter Torque. That's a great name. <laughs> you know, actually, try Temperance Torque. That's got that extra mm. fantasy stank yeah, on it. That's true. <laughs> that's that's also, his mom, <laughs> Mickey Dolans. Try mm. Mickey Dolans. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> Baby Joe's that's already built in, right? Yeah, give me another, give me another random taken. page. I don't want to talk about the monkeys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most uh, definitively not wanted to talk about something ever, possibly. Yeah, Jeff has bad experiences with the monkeys. Yeah, they make me uncomfortable. Uh, I he, my... he and Neil oh. Diamond had a falling out. Let's just say that. <laughs> Is he one of the monkeys? No. He wrote all of their songs. That's... He wrote, like, huh. almost all of their songs. Is that? I guess that's why they had good songs. Yes, yes. their songs are extremely good, is the thing about the monkeys, is that yeah. they had good songs. Yeah, I listen to their greatest hits all the time, still. Yeah. Weird. Uh, so I got a random page, and I don't know... And the thing is, Final Fantasy likes to put some letters together, and you can't tell what language they're going for, so you don't know what language's rules you would follow for pronunciation. I think so, this one is French. I'm not going to try that. <laughs> but it is called the Farine Gosop Plus Two. Uh, it seems to be Latin. Uh, not spelled this way, though, right? <laughs> yeah, farine uh, is not a Latin word spelled this way, I don't yeah. think. Uh, there is a, well, yeah, farine I don't know about, but uh, there's a, a, a butterfly co- called a gausape, I guess it would be if it was Latin. Mm, yeah, gausapi. Right. Which just means a cloak. Cool. Sure. Um, uh, farine implies it's made of iron, I guess, and it does seem to be armor, but... The information is pretty impenetrable. It doesn't really tell you what it is. Uh, it's in the category of armor, so clearly there's that. But it doesn't mention anywhere that it is armor. Uh, it just tells you the stats associated. Do you think there's anyone on Earth who hates gamers more than the people who have to come up with the names for all of the equipment in MMORPGs? <laughs> I think that would be fun. I would enjoy that a lot. I would enjoy it too, but then here's what happens. You put a lot of work and time into planning out, like, okay, it's gonna start iron, so I'll call it the Ferring Gossipe, and then I'll go to the, like, uh, you know, the, the silver and then the gold or whatever, like, planning out all of this stuff, making this whole, uh, cohesive world with all of these things of that, like, backstories of this race creates this type of armor and this race creates this type of armor, and then, like, the people who play the game absolutely A, don't give a shit about any of that, and B, will refer to this as the FG and never even attempt to read the whole word. (laughs) Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, This is part of an armor set, I've discovered. Uh, And I think that, uh, based on the armor set being for the Beastmaster class, uh, (laughs) that it is Fareen in the sense of feral. Uh, Well! uh, It's a former former, uh, word that means the same thing as feral that we don't use anymore. Are feral and ferris related? That I don't know. Uh, Like the wheel? Because I think the, the wheel is named after a guy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm looking at this after Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at this armor now, and it does seem to all be iron. So there's Ferris that. Ferris Bueller's wheel off. That sounds like a game show. <laughs> oh man, the other pieces of the armor are absolutely all just as stupidly named. You wear the Cabaset, the Monoplas, the Quixotes, and hmm. the Ocrea. Is this Spanish? <laughs> no, it's probably Quixote, a weird Quixotes. Quixotes yeah. sounds Spanish. Yes. It's spelled with a J instead of an X. Yes, but still. Oh, God. I hate (laughs) Final Fantasy so much. (laughs) Okay, anyway, I got a random page, and my random page was Biolozar. Okay. I guess it's a person? It's a character? (laughs) That's the thing. Uh, It's in the category of the bestiary under rocks. Oh, it's a a enemy. Here's the thing that's fucking me up. It says job. (laughs) Bard. Yes. So this oh, is it's a, a it's a bird it's a, with a job. Yeah, it's a <laughs> this is a far more advanced society than our own. <laughs> yeah, it's set. It says it's in the monster family rock. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a giant bird. Fine. Why it does looks it have a cool. job? And why is that job bard? It what looks a pretty weird cool. Job for because it looks like a real fucked up nightmare chocobo, and I like that. Yeah. 
I was gonna say this is just uh, Bokobo. This is the bad Chocobo. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, Boca sounds good, like a Boca burger. Oh, there's a historical background on this page. Okay, it's Wokobo then, the WAP <laughs> version of Chocobo. No, being woke is also good. Uh, Wa Chocobo. Yeah, there you go. Wa Chocobo. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes, historical background. In Polish mythology, Bialazar. It's probably ge- Bialazar, don't you think? B- Bialazar? I don't know. Yeah, think. if it's Polish, it's probably Bialazar. Uh, is a giant bird similar to the rock. Kruzet was considered its Russian counterpart. Bio- is the rock a giant bird? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was a wrestler. Huh. <sighs> no, you're thinking of Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hey, name your fantasy characters Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> Extremely yes, especially if they have, like, earth magic powers. I'm pretty sure I've named rock-type Pokemon Dwayne Johnson in the of past. Of course just Dwayne. Everyone on earth has done that. <laughs> Except you, because you don't name your Pokemon. Of course I'm not a monster! <laughs> I'm not a monster. That is an insane thing to do. You are subverting your own efforts at organization like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Bialazar is a real bird found regularly year-round in Poland. Its English name is the Gierfalcon, <laughs> Falco rusticolus, mm-hmm. uh, a bird which resides only in northern forests. See? So I've heard of a Gierfalcon as a game bird. Yes. A bird with a job! Oh my ah! god, it's all coming together! Full circle! <laughs> I feel like whoever wrote this did an incredibly bad job in differentiating between which parts were mythology and which parts were real, because they just flow from one to the other. Yeah. Telling you it was a giant bird, but also it is a real bird. Is it a giant I mean, real bird? No. It's it's like the tanuki in Japan. Like, yeah, that's a real animal, but also it's a magic thing with enormous balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm. I will say, if you're gonna have a gear falcon in your game and have it have a job, not having it be a hunter is just, you, you're missing a good opportunity there. Well, yeah. He has such a nice singing voice. Yes, Bard just seems like such a weird choice. Yeah, I guess all of the enemies probably have jobs in this game, because that's what you have instead of a class? I guess just to say what spells they have access to? But that's not how any game works. It says it does sing bard songs, so... But, like, you don't need to do that if you're coding a game, right? Did they just do this to make it easier on themselves? Like, why not just make invisible classes for enemies? It just seems so weird. Maybe there's, like, attacks you can do that are better against uh, bard-type enemies, whether they are players or NPCs. I wonder if they were just trying to avoid words like type and associations with things like Pokemon. Mm, Yeah, maybe. It just, just make his job be bird, then. Make (laughs) a job called bird. He's also a guard, apparently. Under notes, he guards a time box. Uh, Wait, do you think this might be some kind of um, autocorrect situation where when they put job, they tried to put in bird, but it autocorrected to bard? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because nobody uses the word bird. Come on, it's too archaic. Christ. I love one of the categories on this is notorious monsters. Oh, man. It's very good. Notorious monsters are rare enemies that will read as impossible to gauge when checked. What does that mean? I love that. Yeah. Let's do in your thief skill and try to figure out what kind of type they are, and then your results are nothing. Man, I love in an RPG where you can get, like, a bandana or something that just shows you the enemy's name and HP, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you, you just stick that on your healer or whatever, and you know all that information for the rest of the game. Did you play it. near Automata, or Automata, or however we pronounce that word, Jeff? I've played, like, three hours of it so far. The issue is I put my Xbox in the living room just in before garbage because yeah, i put it in playstation the for life <laughs> yeah, you're a PC, sony brony now pc master race um yeah no i put my xbox in the living room foolishly right before it became 90 degrees 100 of the time ah uh, yes uh and there's not a good ac in there so one one of the best things about near automata is because you play as a robot when you build when you build your loadout in addition to equipping like swords and armor and stuff you can equip parts of your brain and one of the parts of <laughs> your brain you can equip is understanding enemy HP, which does that UI element. But, like, every (laughs) UI element is a part of your brain you can choose to equip or not, which is a very cool way to... uh, What's the word for when something makes sense inside the fiction of the game? Internal logic? 
No, there's a there's a, a a specific word for this exact thing. Diegetic. Yes, that's the one. It usually it's a, refers to music, but mm, L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a very good joke, Louisa. <laughs> Thank <it>. you. Joke. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, the, it's a very cool diegetic w- way to make uh, UI customization make sense in the world. Yeah. Uh, which I've never really seen done well before, so I, that was one of my favorite things. Also, it's an extremely good game, and everyone should play it. All right, yeah, I'll, probably, I'll get back to it eventually. It's just like, what if Bayonetta had a philosophy degree, really? Um, yeah, if, if Bayonetta <clears throat> was... Uh, 50% less horny and 100% more designed to give you existential dread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't those the same thing, if you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, is horniness the opposite of existential dread? Is that no, I'm saying they're the same thing. <laughs> yeah, horniness is existential dread. <laughs> what? Wait. This you need to no get sense. rid of the existential dread by trying to reproduce. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's the opposite. Mm-mm. No. It's the cause of... No, I have so much all life's problems. I have so much existential dread, though, you guys. Yeah, you gotta get yeah. it out by jacking off. <laughs> but I'm, oh god! But we've all decided I'm the least horny member of this show. Yeah, that's because you're filled with existential dread. You've, you've, let it you've converted it. Yeah, dread. yeah, that's it's why you're black bile. I'm balancing my humors, and my like humors saying, are horny and existential dread, and I've got way too much existential dread. It's like saying wine and vinegar are opposites. Yeah. Got you there. They are. <laughs> but they're also the same thing. See? Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah, like Mario it's like and ba- Luigi. Batman and Bane. Mm-hmm. Ooh, commentary. Mm, yeah, think about it. <laughs> We're really not that different, you and I. Uh, I think he literally says that in the top I'm sure he one. does! That's every villain in every comic book ever! You're not that's allowed the... to do that anymore, though. That's... We all know that line. Yeah, that's the only twist any comic writer has ever been able to come up with. I wonder where that originates. Let's um, end the show instead of finding out. Probably an Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger movie. Anyway, alright, thanks everyone for listening to our show. Uh, if you liked the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about it so that we can continue to grow. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, uh, or you can join our Discord and talk to us directly. In order to do that, you just need to send us a message on social media. You can find me on social media at MattHeron at Mastodon.online. Uh, I'm also on Mastodon, Mastodon.social slash at JeffJK, JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram as well, uh, and on Twitch, which I haven't streamed on in a while. <laughs> a ringing endorsement for Twitch. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming out. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, please remember to keep your pockets on track. Crankshaft. Do your job!